three. Well, should we get started? I think we just did. We just did. Welcome everybody to this conversation with John and Laura. So grateful that you're joining us. Alan, George, and uh, I'm Tim Williams. And I thought we'd just start off with doing a quick little uh, where are you in the world today for everyone that's that doesn't know. And if you want to um, talk about talk about that, where are you, John, Laura, why don't you start? I uh, am upstairs in the home where Laura and her husband, Zach, live. I had not anticipated on this, but we had kind of a family gathering last night that I'll let Laura say a little bit more about. And she said, why don't you just stay overnight? And so I did. So we're upstairs there. Yeah. So um, my grandmother, my mom's mom, uh, Mima, uh, is 91. She just turned 91 yesterday. Mm -hmm. Wow. And she traveled up here from Los Angeles on her own. She's That's so amazing cool. um, to celebrate the birth of um, our new daughter. So Zach and I had our baby girl via surrogate and her name is Frances Lee, Francie for short. Um, Lee after my mom and my grandmother's middle name. Um, and Francis after really uh, the character, um, Francis Nolan from the book, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, which is one of Zach's and my favorite books. And so last night after dinner, dad was going to go home and we had gotten the DVD of this movie because you can't stream it anywhere. So Zach bought the DVD on like eBay or something. And so we all watched it together. And then um, dad and mom and Mima crashed at our neighbor's house across the street and mm -hmm. came back over here this morning. So it was kind of sweet to have them here and fun to get to be part of this today. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so sweet. That's awesome. That's yeah. a wonderful thing. So right now, tiny little baby Francis and Chance and Mimo are downstairs while we're upstairs. So mm -hmm. this will not go an hour. <laughs> Perfect. We'll keep yeah. it keep it short. I love. I think that's great. I, I think that's one of the charming things about what we're doing here, which we're going to talk about, is that we're not. We're just kind of going with it wherever we are, and it's a window into real life. And I think that's really wonderful. Alan, where are you yeah. at? Where are you at today? Um, so I am in Oklahoma, and uh, that's where my wife, three kids, and our little dog live. She's not little. She's a big little dog, but um, they are I all... I thought you were saying that your wife is not little. No, my wife is little. I don't know. That's good. Now she's watching. I'm going to get into trouble. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. This is going great. where that was This is going great. All right. I live in Oklahoma with my wife. And my three kids and my dog, um, the, the kids are probably going to be here running around. So, yeah, we probably can't go an hour. Uh, but I love I was just looking at the, the chat. I love seeing people are from everywhere. We've got Illinois, California, Tulsa, Canada, New Zealand. Oh, my goodness. Wisconsin, Seattle. This is so cool. Florida, St. Louis, New York. This is awesome. Yeah. Honolulu, we got Hawaii in the house, Indiana. It's early in Hawaii right now. It is. We have to go live there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always great jokes about doing ministry in Hawaii. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Standard church material. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, and just as a note, if you are tuning in, please put in the comments where you're joining from because we yeah. would love that and we would love to if you just want to comment say hello ask a question add a thought that's really wonderful and we'd love, mm -hmm. love to have you do that so feel free um thanks alan glad that you're here 
My name's Tim and I'm in Minnesota. I don't know. I don't know why we live here. We're in Minnesota, the bold north. It's actually really beautiful in the summer if you can tolerate the winters. <clears throat> and I'm in the corner of our bedroom where we have a little desk set up. But this painting actually is really interesting. My wife's grandmother, Helen, uh, painted it. And so it, wow. it hangs in here and she painted it when she was younger. And it's kind of one of our, <laughs> our favorite little paintings. So that's so cool. Yeah. So that's where that's where I am. Well, we want to talk a little bit today about what is become new dot me? How did this get started? I mean, we could literally say what it is. It's John talking into his phone <laughs> for about 10 to 15 minutes with Laura interrupting occasionally, uh, walking John and putting him in his place a little bit. <laughs> but but John, do you want to share with folks just how how we got started with this this whole thing and kind of what Yeah, happened? you know, it was born very much out of a combination of calling and pain. And uh, uh, a lot of folks will know I had, we had as a family been through just a very, very difficult time. And I ended up uh, needing to leave the church where I worked um, earlier than I had planned on doing it and not knowing what the future held. And um, yeah, literally uh, uh, it occurred to me one day, you know, I could talk into this and uh, um, nothing can interfere with that. And so that could be a good thing. And I had a couple of friends, my friend, Sam said, you know, your calling is to try to learn and understand and seek to teach people and try to be helpful in that way. So don't neglect it. Keep practicing your craft. Other people that practice other crafts are extremely dedicated. You ought to be at least as dedicated. And then uh, my friend Ron said uh, he would be involved in talking with people that he worked with every day. He said, you need to be doing something daily. So I thought I could do that. And um uh, initially, I think we sent emails out to 20 or 30 people, but I had no idea how do you send videos out to people? I didn't know how to do you that. Didn't, you still don't know how to do that. I don't even that. know how to record them. Um, and so Tim and I connected at that point because Tim knew how to do stuff like that. And so that was the beginning of it. And then it just kind of spread with word of mouth. Yeah. 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 And we just sort of kept doing it every day. I think that first series we did, it was an Advent series and it was every day, Monday through Sunday. And yep. I think it was after that, I don't know, 30 days straight that we were like, we should probably take like weekends off because that deliverable is, is a lot to keep up. But yeah, I know for me, when you reached out to me as well, the whole journey was so important for my life and my formation. And I think I've told you several times that it's like, if I didn't know better, I would think you were just sending me these talks just for me, just for my own personal, you know, need and spiritual formation. So we kind of, yeah, it was born out of that place of, of pain, but also calling. And I'm so grateful that you continued to sharpen the saw, you know, to borrow from Covey there. It's like, you just kept, kept getting after it. Well, this, was, this was 2020, right, John? It was December of 2020. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I'll, I'll say I'll say a word about uh, uh, the idea of the fellowship of the withered hand, and then Ellen love to hear from you too. Um, but what became kind of a formative uh, passage in the Bible from it, you can read about it in Luke six, and if you've tuned into many videos, you've probably heard references to it. Uh, there's a story where Jesus went into a synagogue, and there's a man that had a withered hand, and I mentioned. Uh, 
<clears throat> many, many years ago, when I was real early on in ministry, I went to Ethiopia with another pastor. His name was Paul. And we met for two days straight in this real cramped, crowded little space. Uh, at that time, uh, Ethiopia was under Marxist rule. And so the church was pretty much underground. And at the end of those two days, we would meet from early in the morning until late at night. And uh, there was so little opportunity for that, that the people who were there just would not let us stop talking. And the final session, Paul taught, and he told that story about the man with the withered hand. And what he kept coming back to was, Jesus asked the man with the withered hand to do the one thing he could not do, which is to stretch out your hand. Right. And it is coming to grips with, um, what am I not able to do? Not just emotional pain, but spiritual pain, failure, sin, um, brokenness in every respect, where um, we meet God my strength is made perfect in weakness. We meet God in that place of brokenness and uh, of surrender that comes out of that. And that somehow uh, part of that story also is just as we stretch out our hand to each other uh, and create a community where we can meet with each other, not on the basis of our strengths and gifts and how good we are, but our brokenness and our need and pain. And I have found over these last few years I get to have conversations with people, including hearing from lots of you who are listening right now, um, where we meet together in a place of need and weakness and yet calling and embracing life and seizing challenge and struggling on mm -hmm. uh, in ways that are a lot deeper than if we just met on the basis of strength. Yeah. So somehow that notion has become, I think, a part of who we are together as a community um, we are not the company of the strong. We are the fellowship of the withered hand. And the worse your story, the warmer you're welcome, as our friend Mike says. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I love that. Yeah, for me, it was, I think, Tim, it was a, It was almost a year ago now, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so our mutual friend, Kevin Penry, I, I was in the midst of transition. I was at a place where I felt like, and I know exactly where I'm supposed to be. I had the future fully planned out and God said, all right, take a step of faith. Come follow, you know, come follow this new thing I'm doing. And I'll say, wait, 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 what? No, this is not going according to my plan. And it was in the midst of that, just, just taking it one step at a time that Kevin said, you should, you should meet John and Tim. And so that first meeting led to, man, just that same feeling of, wow, this is a fellowship of the withered hand. This is, it, it, I, I'm tired of trying to do life in my own strength and I just want to surrender and let, let God. Um, I love how you say, John, um, I can't, he can, I think I'm going to let him. And that phrase just resonated with me. And so that, that started with me and Tim talking and like, how can I help? You know, is there anything I can do? I'm not as technically skilled as Tim is, but you know, I try to follow Tim and John around carrying their Bibles and their <laughs> bottles of water or whatever. Um, so, yeah, whatever. that's what I do. Yeah. 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 I think I think for all of us, we're all coming to it from this same place. I know for me, I, I definitely carried this desire, this edge for a long time of wanting to be something important. You know, I think that happens in churches, especially when you're working in a church, you're like, I want to make a big difference. That's, that's the pure place that it starts. I want to help people. And then it can skew into like, I want to be important. Mm -hmm. 
And I think yeah. that this whole journey has been completely exercised, for lack of a better word, of that desire and just a complete. There's one episode that you did the leave it there altar, you know, I don't know if you remember that one, <clears throat> but it just feels like just dying to that. And this isn't a church, you know, this isn't a church organization. It's not a, there's no structures like that attached to it in that way. And so it is very much a pure, like, and churches are good. We go to church on Sunday, we love it. And we encourage everyone to do that. But this is just a place of like, Hey, how do we grow spiritually mm-hmm. together one day at a time? Um, and by embracing sort of celebrating our inadequacy. And so I'm so grateful. It's been absolutely transformative for me. I feel like patient zero, you know, that's kind of how I, I, feel. I, I told Brittany, I was like, I feel so special. I get to laugh at all the jokes first, you know, by myself. Yeah. I'm like editing the videos and I'm yeah. cracking. And often you're the only one that does. <laughs> and I'm actually the only one laughing, yeah. Um, well, and it's been cool to see how the community's grown over time. And how it started, John, with just your group of friends and how um, people shared the videos. And I know, Tim, recently we did we did a survey. So thank you to everyone that filled yeah. out the survey. Do you want to share some of the survey? Results? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I would love to. So I actually have a little page with sort of just the high level stuff. And I'm I'm just going to show it for folks so we can kind of see who we are and what's what's happening and we can we can talk about it. I'm sure people will be excited to see it but thank you if you participated in the survey mm-hmm. part of what we wanted to learn is just who's watching who's out there um and so uh we've got I've got a little document here prepared but where are people first of all we had 745 people participate Ooh. which I think is really fantastic I mean that's beyond anything I thought <laughs> would do when I told Brittany I think we should do a survey she's like people don't do surveys you're gonna get like 20 people you know Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people in the U.S. we've got some folks in the U.K. when it comes to the states I mean California heavy I don't know if that's surprising John that's your sort of home base Illinois Mm -hmm. got folks in Texas obviously there's more people represented here than than are just but um, people have been apart and engaged I would say about half of folks have been apart for a, a year or more, which is amazing. That's just, it's incredible to feel like we've actually been on this journey together, even mm-hmm. though we haven't connected with each other, we've just been flying in tandem, you know, and getting, I think, meeting God. How do people find us? This was really interesting. You know, we, because we never started this to think about building something, and I think like something big or impressive, John, you've always kept us really close focused on that when we talk about oh how many people are watching you're like oh that you know that's not really important let's focus on this there is even one week where you did a week you were talking about a topic that was a little bit depressing you know and I was like our views went down a little bit this week and you're like yeah well I'm talking about something kind of sad so that's gonna happen and that's we should still talk about it you know um but just the idea that we didn't do we haven't done any advertising or anything like that. It's really just been word of mouth people inviting folks. And I think that's really healthy and beautiful. People, which, engage- Tim, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but it, which is very like in this day and age, when we when th- there's a lot of content being created for views and clicks, and we just want to say stuff that you know will get the most attention. Like to be able to be in a space where we can be real and have real conversations, I, I think that's 
I think that's refreshing. At least that's something that I really enjoy. Yeah. The text link, I mean, we've seen a lot of engagement with people texting. So if you're someone who texts, I'm on the other end of those text messages. And I'm sure we've had great conversations and been able to pray with people. Um, so yeah, I think on the whole, what we see is that it's a really highly engaged community and that folks are are wanting more. I mean, we did a little bit of a, you know, what else would you be interested in that question? And in-person gathering was something folks were interested in a digital journal, online course, a written journal, things, nothing, 18%. People are like, I just like it how it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's a little bit of, of a picture of kind of what we, what we're a part of, I would say. And I think that what we want to do is, is really just continue to steward well, both the calling and also the community that's coming together and see how, how can we help people? Do you guys have any thoughts on on that survey data or Laura, you're, you've got an interesting perspective as you're kind of... <laughs> Do I? I think so. Um, I mean, I just think it's really, it is sweet is a word I think I would use to see um, mm-hmm. people come together around something that is um, helpful, that is short, that is not part of a larger institution, but that is committed to the heart. And I think that's something that you've always like loved to do is to be a teacher. Um, and it's really lovely um, to think about like little dots on a map where everyone is right now mm-hmm. and what everyone's doing. And throughout the day as people listen, um, there's something that feels really special about having that community without having it marketed to or having it be a group of people who um, even all attend the same church because they all live in the same area. And I think it's just a really wonderful reminder of um, what can draw us all together when we're not sort of just in the rush or patterns of everyday life, but like choosing to engage with um I don't know, thoughtful and loving reflections on the gospel and on God and, and Jesus. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel a lot of warmth towards like you guys and the whole community and folks who I don't know or engage with much of myself, but there's a lot of love in my heart for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always surprising to me, the sense of connection. <clears throat> and I'm starting to do a little bit more public stuff. So this last Sunday, uh, I preached at Westgate Church, and then I spoke at an event Sunday evening, and uh, both times, and this will often happen in the moments when I do that, um, had folks come up and just say, not just we listen to your podcast, but we're part of the Fellowship of the Withered Hand. Mm. And there's, it, it's almost a little bit like uh, for folks who are in AA, and of course, a lot of great learnings are coming from there. I'm working on a book about that, but a, a little bit like that same sense of, oh yes, I'm one of the people who is um, needy and um, uh, needs to be part of a community together with other people where we can hold each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what you just touched on, John, the book and kind of what's happening now. So mm-hmm. what's happening now is that we're going to just continue to um, provide content, John, I mean, you're going to continue to provide content uh, as you feel led and inspired and as conversations or topics feel relevant and important to have. That's your gift. And I think we're all 
growing spiritually from you exercising that gift. Um, so we've got a new series coming up next week, which is sort of orbiting around Paul Tournier. So you're going to hear more about that. The other thing is we just repackaged one of your previous series, First Thoughts, and released it on version. So if anyone has the Bible app or is on version, you can now access First Thoughts there, which is really fun. Um, and then the the other thing is just about the book. So you just mentioned you've got a book coming out. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And then I want to share with folks how they could get involved as we move into the future. Yeah. <clears throat> um, my friend Rick challenged me. He, he doesn't have, he doesn't say this often, but it, several years ago, he said, I think this is a word from God that you ought to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And it's a topic that uh, lots of folks have talked about sometimes before um, the 12 steps, which were really taken from, uh, an attempt to recapture following Jesus in contemporary life. Uh, so the, the kind of the core idea is that AA got the 12 steps from the church and the church needs them back. Um, we need to have a uh, actionable uh, way of doing life together. And AA, they'll talk about everybody needs a program and everybody needs a fellowship. Mm-hmm. And so the book really is about that. It's taking the 12 steps. I can, he can't, I think I'll let him of the first three and making them available to everybody, including people who may not identify themselves as an addict. Although I think actually we all are attached to lots of stuff, Uh, but making it available as a way of life and a framework for spiritual growth for everybody. And so I've been working on that for quite a while. Um, It's done, but I would love to keep uh, getting feedback on it and having it be more and more helpful. And uh, it now takes quite a while to get something published as a, um, uh, hardcover book. And so we want to make it available to anybody who would like to go through it as an ebook ahead of time mm-hmm. and uh, possibly even give us feedback around it. Yeah. Um, so that's the project that I've been working on right now. That's great. Yeah. So we, we want to invite you, if you're listening or watching, to be a part of uh, the process of writing this book or editing it and helping it get into its final form. And so if you're interested in doing that, that's one way you can get involved. You could signing up for that means you would get an early uh, release of each chapter. One chapter at a time is kind of what we're thinking. If we change that, we'll let you know, but to get it, to read it. And then we would send out a survey to get some feedback from you on that as John is going through the process of editing and refining. And am I saying that right, John? Is that sound? Yeah, that's right. I think it'll be like 12 little eBooks. Yeah, so that each chapter be a separate ebook. So if you want to just do one chapter, you don't want to commit to all 12. You could do just one. You could do two or 12 that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Chuck Bergstrom will probably only read the chapter that he's mentioned in, I think. So just uh, as a side note. No, but I um... sounds so much like Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably so... the chapter on humility. Yeah, exactly. Tim, we Tim, how do they if they want to join the team, how do they tell us? So they would tell us by texting the word team to our number, which is 855-888-0444. And I'll put that in the description of the video later. The other, the other opportunity is we've been getting between 30 and 40 prayer requests a week since we started inviting people to share prayer requests. We also acknowledge and feel very strongly that God is involved with this whole thing. And I don't think that any of us by our, you know, 
mental architecture are designing this with some great end in mind. It really feels like God's leading one step at a time. And that being said, I mean, John, you've said, and we've all said, hey, if tomorrow mm -hmm. this all folds up and it's done, and it was like, man, that was really fun and yay, God, and yay, community, then we're okay with that as well. But it feels like God's leading this. So mm -hmm. the other opportunity is I would like to form a little prayer community of people that would be interested in praying uh, regularly with me for Become New and also for prayer requests that are coming in. Because like I said, we're getting about 30 to 40 a week. And I think that's starting to grow. So if you're interested in either the book team or the prayer team, you can text the word team to 855-888-0444. And that will get you, that'll get you on your way. So that's, that's kind of the next way to be involved. Well, I mean, and even for those of you I know I've experienced this. There are videos like the favorite series that we just did. There were so many videos where they were like, oh my gosh, man, should that have been my first choice? You know? And, but in conversations with people, it's just funny how God works where I could be, you know, having a conversation and someone shares something. I go, you know what? There's a video you need to watch. And it's so easy now to be able to share, um, whether it's through the podcast or YouTube. So I think, uh, Tim, as we're talking about ways that we can get involved, we just want to encourage you. I know this is not something we publicly or John doesn't say, hey, share this video. Like we don't, we don't quite do that. But just know that if you're in conversation with someone or you feel led to share it, I think a great way to be involved is helping share the word and sharing these videos that have blessed us so much. So yeah, yeah, I think joining the team, inviting a friend. Yep. And the other thing, John, just to let you speak to really quickly, I've had uh, several people reach out to me to ask, are we a 501c3? Is this something I can give to if I want to, you know, give generously? What do you, what would you, how would you respond to that, John? Um, um, thanks for asking. Yep, there is a 501c3. And um, we'll let people know if there's a need, but honestly, there've been some folks that have been really generous right now. So we're not in a position of need. So thank you. I'd always encourage people be involved with the church. And if you follow Jesus, you know, tithe to your church home and uh, you know, folks can certainly check in if they uh, feel a desire to do that. But just so everybody knows um, uh, we're doing uh, fine financially right now. And thanks for the concern. Yeah. That's great. Um, so lastly, John, do you want to just give us a little preview of the series that's coming up next week, Turnier, and any thoughts there? And then I think I think that's it. I hope hopefully we covered everything. Laura, did we miss anything? Did I miss anything? I'll let you know at the end. Okay, great. Right. Yeah. Laura, you and Zach and me and Brittany, we were in the same small group together at one point. Yeah. So like a million years ago, but we million were years ago. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So you all through? Maybe. Okay. Um, uh, Nance and I were in Switzerland recently and uh, uh, got to spend an afternoon in the archives of a man named Paul Turnier. And I'll, I'll give one thought from him to lead you into the day and kind of look forward to the series that we're going to do. Paul Turnier um, was orphaned when he was very, very small, raised by uh, an aunt and uncle. Uh, and had a deep sense of um, uh, not being accepted, um, uh, not being wanted, 
And uh, I think that pain became part of his life. He was also a brilliant guy. He became a physician, uh, became a Christian. The Oxford group, which was also part of what formed AA, what AA grew out of, ended up being tremendously important in his own spiritual life. And uh, his books, his writings are remarkable. He ended up kind of becoming a therapist, even though he was never formally trained for it. He, he was a physician, but people found when they went to see him as a doctor, they ended up talking about their lives and their souls in ways that were deeply healing. So it was kind of a combination of medicine for the whole person. That was a movement that he kind of started that still goes. And a kind of therapy and a kind of spiritual direction uh, I was just reading today how Eugene Peterson, a lot of people know Eugene Peterson wrote the Message Bible, talked about with Paul Tournier, when you would listen to him talk, as Peterson did, there was this tremendous sense of congruence. Like uh, what he talked about is also what he lived. And uh, so we're going to spend a couple of weeks going through a few of his books, The Meaning of Persons and Guilt and Grace uh, in in material that is just remarkably helpful. I'll give you one quote today. Uh, this one is super quick. Uh, he writes, everything that is worthwhile in life is scary. Choosing a school, choosing a career, getting married, having kids, all these things are scary. If it is not fearful, it is not worthwhile. And I think on the one hand where we're, uh, uh, so often told in the scripture that we don't have to be afraid because God is with us. We've been given not a spirit of slavery under fear, Paul says in Romans, but a spirit of adoption that enables us to cry out, Abba, Father. So we're not called to be afraid. At the same time, what that means is life will be an adventure with God where we're always called into something new and we don't know when it's going to happen. And that means the fear will never be over. As long as we're alive, we will be stretched and move into something new. So that thought for today from Turnier, if it's not scary, it's not worthwhile. So what are you doing today that scares you? And if you don't have anything right now, look for something because God is in that place where we're called to be stretched beyond ourselves. Wow. That's great. It really makes good. me think a little bit of the, I think it was Beekner quote where he just says, here's the world, wonderful and terrible things will happen. Oh. And mm. like, I think there can be this sense then, especially in American individualism, that that means we have to go sort of like looking for Mm -hmm. opportunities to like grow as a person and make our business bit like it's always the growth is always bigger mm -hmm. and it's always something that we work really hard for for ourselves and that's not a I don't think that's a bad thing at all but I have found as I've talked about a couple times when I've done this with you a lot of um a lot of peace and grace and um goodness in like letting opening up the thing that scares me is opening up to let God mm. transform me or help me grow and sitting in stillness. Like that's the thing that scares me um, because I'm a little afraid of what I'm going to find when mm. I'm there, when I'm still. Um, there was a really good Twitter thread the other day from a guy I've been meaning to get this book named Crispin Mayfield, who wrote a book about God and like attachment theory. Hmm. And so it's kind of all about, you know, what is our wow. attachment to God? And for folks who have been through trauma, there's often an avoidant attachment or an anxious attachment. And even, 
I mean, really for everyone, we just have different ways of attaching to God. And so he wrote about how um, the word transformation can actually be hard for folks sometimes because it's like um, the, and he frames this well, he's like those famous words from Max Lucado, where he said, God loves you just the way you are, but he doesn't love you enough to let you stay that way can actually be really hard for folks to hear because it feels like then I always have to be doing something different for God to keep for God to keep loving me and I don't think Max Lucado meant it that way but I just to come back to what is the thing that scares us sometimes for me it's letting myself be transformed by God in silence Mm -hmm. listening to God's small still voice and um helping that make me more patient through the day or just in kind of small ways. Um, Cause I think, especially with Enneagram stuff as a three, I'm like the big stuff doesn't scare me. It energizes me. It excites me. And I like moving towards it. Um, so I don't know if there, if, yeah, if that's helpful, if that resonates with folks, that's if not so throw it away, but um, I will look forward to listening to more of Paul Turney's words mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's, good stuff to be hearing and thinking about. That's a wonderful word. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that all comes to the heart of, of what this community values and what it's built on, which is this idea that the person we're becoming is actually the most important thing that it's not, I need to go out there. John, you've given this talk and I I know it's, there's a lot of influence in this, but this idea that the line between good and evil runs through every human heart. And that instead of, I need to go out there to fight, evil somewhere like it actually the, the the journey and the 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 task at hand is right here and so that's the invitation is we want to learn how to grow spiritually right where we're at in your context in your normal everyday life one day at a time we do it together and we do it by focusing on what god cares about most which is the kind of person you're becoming and that's what we're all about so thanks everybody for being on this call Mm-hmm. We're going to kick it off next week on Monday. And uh, I'm, I'm super stoked to just keep going. If you want to join the team, reach out, reach out over text. If you just want to find out more information, you have questions, you can also reach out over text because I'm, I'm on the other end of that and would love to chat with you. And we would love to chat with you. So any, any last words? Does that feel good? I think it's great. Cool. All right, friends, have a great day. And we will see you.